ho, ho, and welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy and all game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Chris Kringle himself, Tyler no, Scott. Scott. I mean, Travis Scott. Scott. <laughs> the wickedly talented Tyler Scott. Uh, yeah, hey, it's our Christmas episode. Actually, no, sorry. It's our Festivus episode. Yes. We're going non-denominational. Non-denominational Festivus for the rest of us. For the rest of us. Although, actually, we are going very Christmassy because we're going to do what we've done in previous years, which is uh, one of us will have- a, uh, a a list of, of Christmas words. That's where our one of our random words is going to come f- from tonight for click pitch. And uh, Trevor, do you want to explain the general idea of click pitch to those listeners? Yes, we each have a random word generator. Mine is literally random and Ben's is literally Christmas. Um, <laughs> and literally Christmas. Literally Coming Christmas. Coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> we each take a word off those random lists. We throw them at each other. We come up with a game design idea. This time going to be rather holiday related. Mm-hmm. And then when the idea doesn't work, we throw it all away and we start all over again. Uh, that's it. So shall we begin? We shall. Three, two, one, click. Well, this is Christmas-ish party. Conventional. Conventional party. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is this at is this conventional in the sense that it's at a convention? <laughs> Are there Christmas conventions? Like people who are just way into Christmas. Okay. So I'm seeing this as as like a game in which you're a like a party good seller at a Christmas convention. Okay. Okay. So you're selling specifically Christmas party Goods and services. Well, everyone needs napkins and, like, paper plates and all these sort of things. Party yeah. poppers. You can some sometimes get in on the New Year stuff early as well. So, you're thinking this will be the perfect time to sort of <laughs> okay. hit. So, oh, wait. So, is this, a game, is this a game where you are playing the manager of one of those, like, pop-up holiday stores? Maybe not. A, maybe it's- or maybe it's the convention for those pop-up holiday stores, <laughs> like the trade convention. It's like, yep. what am I going to put in my spirit Halloween <laughs> pop-up store uh, this year, or you know, obviously in this case Christmas or whatever? So is it all? Is this is this a once-year trade convention? And so it's got all manner of holiday stuff. Are we going to sort of uh, branch it out to to everything? Yeah, I, th- I think you've got. Um- you know, like down down the line a little bit, you've got like the menorah pop up stall. You've got um, down the other line, you've got like the fake Christmas tree pop up stall. You've got a a guy well, well, you know, no, what I behind think is, you that is hogging all your power because he's got the lighting. Well, you know. it's not. Yeah, th- these themselves aren't the pop up stalls. What I think this is is that it's the the it's manufacturers the of for, this yeah. of this stuff. Yes, yeah, the trade convention of all these all these manufacturers who want to sell stuff. To the people who run these pop-up stores. It's yep. like, you want to sell my brand of lights, of Christmas lights. Yep. All right. Okay, so- I don't so want to the- make this a management game because that's boring as hell. I no, don't want to be no, picking no, no, picking no. napkin colors and stuff. So, is this an, a character-based sort of thing? Yeah, it's a character-based thing with, uh, like, some adventure game dialogue puzzle things. So, you got to, you know, convince the people that you're talking to um, to actually buy the things- and then when when you start realizing that no one's buying stuff from you 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 start realizing that other people are spreading rumors around about the quality of your goods and so you've okay. got to try and investigate could could this be a bit of a like monster prom style thing where it's like a week long convention and you kind of you've got specific characters who are, you know, working the other booths and stuff, or, you know, some of them are uh, people who run the pop-up store, so they're, like, trying to buy things. And you just- you have these little scenes that play out uh, with with each of these different characters at different times. So, like, you've got the breakfast buffet, and so you might have some some conversation stuff there. And then, yeah, you've got, you know, your first shift 
of the day and yeah you get a bunch of you know okay this person comes by this person comes by like oh this person obviously has a problem with you you know so you you kind of figure out that relationship and it's mostly yeah it's mostly around these sort of dialogue dialogue puzzles and 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 changing the relationships or just learning the relationships with these different characters Mm -hmm. okay yep because then i feel like then i feel like it's around yeah like the the feeling of this convention you get to explore the convention in it in itself you know as yeah just the general vibe of this convention in different ways not just on the show floor but you know drinks after drinks afterwards and and different things and 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 you see these people in different contexts mm-hmm. uh okay what else can we do with that like i mean monster problem is somewhat visual novelly um is there a way that we could implement some some sort of uh like almost adventure gamey inter- interface as well just to take it away from just a visual novel style but more to uh, you've yeah, got control of yep. your character but you're you've got those same sort of um visual novel conversations and yeah look it doesn't i mean that and that's really a stylistic thing in a way it's still always just dialogue in the end yeah um i think it just comes down to how you kind of select which conversations to have at different times and then yep. how that affects the overall game. So, yeah, it could be that uh, that you can either, like, maybe during the, like, on the show floor section, you can either man the booth and you'll get a somewhat random selection of people who come to you uh, and you get to, to have conversations with those characters. Or maybe you've even got some decisions to make at the booth that will maybe draw different characters towards you for different reasons. Yeah, slightly different layout of the actual um, goods that you're trying to, yeah, trying to present. Goods. You've and therefore, goods, like- you you pull uh, different, different um, people based on how it actually looks. Well, and it could even be that a bunch of- Like, all these different people run different types of pop-up stores, right? So, yep. there's- you know, uh, Jenny, who runs the Christmas pop-up store in uh, Frankston. <laughs> uh, and then there's, funnily enough, a guy named Frankston who runs the Halloween pop-up store uh, over in Caulfield. <laughs> and then there's Caulfield. No. <laughs> Maxwell Caulfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, if you put out. But, like, so you can choose- Because you're- We said that you're doing party supplies. So, you've actually got, like, different things you can put out. So, it's like, all right, I'm going to put out my Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stuff because maybe Jenny's going to come by. Or I'm going to put out, you know, my my vampire cups that make whatever you pour into them turn red. And, and, and pending. And then, then you also have your, you know, dreidels and menorahs for, for the- um, For Hanukkah. Uh, so, so you get Kevin who who runs the pop up um, Hanukkah store. Well, yeah, and I think well, and I don't know how deep you need to go into real details. It's more about just you want to. You're like, okay, I want to explore these particular relationships. So there are there are ways I can do that. You you could just go over to like because so then some of the other characters are obviously yeah. You've got like the the woman who sells the Christmas lights. Uh, or the lights, any light. Like, it's not just Christmas lights because they're selling to all sorts of stores. But so, in that case, it's like, oh, hey, Frederick, man the booth. Uh, well, I'm going I'm going for a wander. And you go over and actually talk to some of the people specifically at the other booths and sort of move those relationships on. Yep. I think um, going with something I said earlier, the store behind you, you know, they're stealing your power. Well, you're, sure. you've allowed them to- to, you know, take some power, but they're drawing a lot of power right now. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you sort of, if you look, look behind, you know, you see all these, all these lights going off. And as they're, as they're lighting up, your lights are also dimming. <laughs> like yeah. they're drawing yeah, so much power just- that, um, anytime that their lights light up, that you're They've got dim, like a little then- demo that they're doing for people. <laughs> and every time they do it, you just, you start, your lights start to dim. Yeah. And it's got like all this music going. And the speakers are literally right behind these thin thin walls. So that's another conversation that you need to sort of have to Yeah, get there's that definitely to stop. some there's that that relationship always starts out a bit conflicted. Yep. Uh but yeah, you can And so yeah, and then I think it goes sort of standard adventure game slash visual novel visual novel style things where it's just 
Yeah, and yeah, maybe you do go a bit more adventure gamey with some puzzles to solve as well, but I think it's also just uh, a bit more down the path of- Relationships. You know, kind of- Yeah, yeah like raise, cha- altering the relationships and then seeing the different sort of scenes that can come out of that from a, from a fixed set of people. Yeah, that's fun. Three to one click. Yeah. All right, well, I got the one and only Santa Claus. Knitting. Okay. Knitting Santa Claus. Is this a world where everything is made of wool? So it's like a Yoshi's Woolly World, but it's actually like Christmas Woolly World or something like that. (laughs) Christmas- In Woolly World. Wally's World. Uh, <laughs> so what it's like this um set in the 90s off brand um, theme park <laughs> yeah in uh yeah east of Victoria. um well that's what wobby's world but it's still oh wobby's world that's what it was <laughs> yeah off brand, which is even more off brand is wally's world <laughs> A Woolies world. <laughs> it's based in a Woolworths. Well, mate, okay, mate, maybe this is about Woolworths' new promotion where they're really, du- like, um, doubling down on the Woolies nickname and their and their little, like, collectible thing, uh, Woolen uh, Christmas decorations. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know okay. what the game is. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying to get it. Okay. So, okay. it's a horror game. Um, okay. <laughs> set in the Woolworths? Uh, so, it's it starts off set in the Woolworths, and I've just recently watched the latest version of Child's Play. So, I'm thinking that it's like a Christmas version of Child's Play. Um, okay. In which, like, the knitted Santa kit that you actually pick up has, like, been cursed because, like, this- um, I'm thinking it's it's closer to the old um, the old version of Child's Play rather than the new version of Child's Play, which is all AI, but more around you know the um, Charles Lee Ray put his soul into into the um, the wool. Okay, it's sort of like that sort of thing, except it doesn't have to be with all the voodoo and all that sort of stuff. It just so happens that it's a it's a mystical thing that sort of happens. Your character doesn't actually have to know what happened um, because I mean. They don't. They did, never really found out where the character came from in the um, in the movie. Anyway. Yeah. Well, look, we can just take the inspiration from Child's Play yeah. uh, in general of making it a horror game with sort of doll-like things. Because I'm I'm actually kind of liking this idea that all of the all of the Christmas decorations on your tree, like there's a moment at least in the game, yeah, where like you walk into the room with the Christmas tree. It's dark except for the Christmas lights. You know, flashing, changing colours, super tense, and all of a sudden, all the, like, little snowmen and angels and Santas and fucking polar bears on the tree, they all turn to look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're, like, as you move, they're, like, following you with their heads, and then they just, like, pounce all at once. Your character has a little bit of customization that they can do at the start because in the knitting phase, which is at the very start, you get to sort of choose the style of Santa that you sort of- Yeah, You're sort of building. You know, inside the package comes like this this very basic uh, PCB, which um, basically has these flashing lights for for, um, the eyes that you you can put in there. So, you know, you set it to a to a certain mode, you know, to, to give some customizations to the to the colour of the eyes and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. when, you know, the other well, soul takes over, the choose, eyes go red. I think you even get to choose, like, yeah, accessories and colour of certain, you know, the coat. Well, I guess you probably need to keep the standard colours, but well, maybe you can choose. I don't know. Oh, you you get you get full customization over over Santa. You want black hair? He has black hair. It's a young Santa. What if you want Mr. Like, Santa done? What if you don't want him not to have a red coat and a beard? Then <laughs> that's not fine. Santa anymore. Yeah, that's fine. Look, uh, yeah, I, I like this idea of a horror. You want a Hawaii shirt? Between- <laughs> I mean, we are. In- yeah, shorts and 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 uh, singlet. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's set in Frankston. <laughs> <laughs> this episode just got Christmas in Festivus in Frankston. I don't know. <laughs> you brought up Frankston uh, before. You know that I'd normally bring up Tasmania or Hobart or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I like this idea of it's sort of a cross between like Child's Play and that movie Small Soldiers. Yeah. Like the. The action figures that come to life, because I'm picturing, yeah, like, all these little fucking- Like, this, they're led by the Santa that you needed that's cursed or whatever, but he's brought all the decorations to life, and I'm picturing tinsel, like, rap coming out and grabbing people, and- uh, So, I, I think we need to find the gameplay, though. Is this, like, a kind of uh, a first-person horror or even a VR horror experience of sorts? Oh. VR could work okay, actually, because really I, I like the idea of, like, swatting away these things as they jump at you. and Especially because, given, given that these things are just, you know, wool, they're not going to make much noise. Mm. So, they're going to be able to creep up on you so fucking easy. Like, you'll yeah, turn around sure. and there's I just, like- I think the issue is, like- the only issue is how do you keep- Because if they're actually on you, like, it's really hard in VR to, like, pull things off your body as such or or whatever. So, I guess they had to maybe just hang off and t- hang out, hang away, hang back until you're looking at them and they might pounce towards you and do some oh, damage. you and- know what it is? You know those tiny little bells? Mm-hmm. Basically, every one of the um the Christmas decorations have one of those tiny little bells. They have little bells on them. And okay. you hear behind you with the be- beautiful- pristine positional audio you hear that little tinkle <laughs> <Just a> little <laughs> yeah and you turn around and there's like santa Fame. there with a knife yeah <laughs> yeah exactly rudolph beside him just fucking teeth bared yeah and then and then yeah i think it's maybe using like environmental stuff to like you can throw shit at him you can blocks you yeah you can grab a fucking plate and blocks block stuff okay so I'm, I'm picturing that you play a kid in this, so I'm just- I think maybe you play a parent. I feel like it's going to be scarier if you're an adult because it's 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 even more insane that it's happening. Like, if it's a kid, you could kind of put it down to their imagination. Yeah. I think you've got kids. Yeah, I, and, think, and, I think the and, kid and has- some scenes. Uh, the yeah, kid like, has, like, a toy or something like that, that- um, you know they they're continually talking to so you you bring yeah. that toy into your um you know you confiscate the toy off the kid or something like that for for some for some punishment but then they're the not toys- going to they're not going to sleep on Christmas Eve yeah but so then the like, toy starts right. talking to you and saying okay and saying you got to watch out like you better not cry you better not cry <laughs> <laughs> you watch out I'm telling you why. Santa Claus. We did this last year, didn't we? Yeah, but- Bring in you down. Uh, uh, yeah, but this knitted Santa Claus is is coming to take you down sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But it turns out that in reality, what's actually happening is the Santa Claus is actually coming to take out the toy because- the, Oh, okay. I'm thinking that the toy that you've actually got is like um, possessed by Satan or something like that. <laughs> okay, and I so- like this idea that okay, because I'm just so I'm just thinking of the mechanics of this. But yeah, this sort of sort of happening near the start, and you have like as part of the game, you this toy. We should figure out what it is, but it's oh, is it an elf on a shelf? Yeah, it's an elf on a shelf. That's <laughs> <laughs> about to say it's fucking, fucking creepy elf on the shelf. <laughs> but it has you. It has you put it, put him on on your shoulder, right? And this is VR, so you sort of pick them up, place them there, and then you're always just hearing him in that ear, um, talking to you. Like, it's sort of a, a bit of a- Devil um, on your shoulder sort of thing. Yeah, or in, and, and just giving you exposition and stuff. Uh, and, and, and at any point, you can reach up and grab him. Like, if there's a conversation going on between you and him, you can, like, grab him off the shoulder and, and put you know put him in front of you and see him and look at him. And then before you move on, you sort of put him back on your shoulder. Or there may be some parts of the game in which- you know, you need to put him up on a shelf so that he can actually mm, help yeah. you, you know, by saying, oh, yep, um, I can see such and such is uh, something's happening over here. Can make sure that you, you know, you put put down some salt over this side or something like that. Like to. Yeah, I wonder actually it could be. A, I wonder if it's like a horror tower defense game in a way. Hmm. 
in that you've, it's a series of, of going through these different rooms and stuff. And in each of them, yeah, you've got a little bit of setup time where you can sort of place down traps and stuff. And, and then you just get this del- deluge of, of fucking ornaments and, and Christmas dolls and, 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 and putting down some glue so that the, so that the ornaments get stuck to it. And- yeah. So you've got different things and you can maybe upgrade them as you, as you go through the level. And, you know, it, it's, it's relatively straightforward tower defense mechanics. But yeah, you've got that elf on the shelf and you can maybe even strategically place them where he can, he can tell you when they're coming. Um, because, you know, they are going to be coming from different directions. And I think maybe you've got some, you know, cause you have to, you have to maintain your towers and, and this sort of thing. You've got to sort of be spinning your plates a bit. Yep. Yeah. That could be really cool. This sort of ominous, ominous Christmas themed tower. But then halfway game. through the game is where you start realizing that, um, you know, these toys are actually heading after, after the elf on the shelf. And I'm thinking that in this particular, in this particular game, like this isn't the only elf on the shelf in the um in the house that you've okay. actually got. You know, basically you've hidden all these elves on the shelf within Yeah, you've like, really bought into the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> And are they all possessed? Is are these is it just that all elf on the shelves elves on the shelves are possessed? I think in this Satan? case you've got the ringleader. Okay. And what he's been able to do is actually sort of like a hive mind, you know, hook into all the other ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so, the, the last few levels, like, you're actually fighting off, like, you, it switches around. You finally get to talk to, to Santa away from the elf on the shelf. And he's like, no, nah, man, you got it all wrong. You got it twisted. We're here to fuck up this elf. He's, he's demonic. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. And then just as you're about to take him out, that's when you've now got tower defense against all the elves on the shelf from within the neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, God. They just all come. They're, like, pouring through the windows and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that for a tower. Like, I I like the idea of those tower defense mechanics, but with a much richer narrative sense to it. Oh, and 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 the- Yeah, exactly. And the general just feel of, of being swarmed. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. cool. I love it. Three to one click. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking elf on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> All right. Workshop. Hyena. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This will be an interesting one. <laughs> So, workshop obviously comes from Santa's workshop. Uh, oh. We don't necessarily have to use that. Uh, what are you saying? Literally a hyena workshop? What's- yeah, I can't. I kind of like the idea of you know you're up there, and for some reason Santa was out, or one of the elves was out, um, you know, foraging in the um, in the woods because it turns out that they're actually. They're not set up exactly in the North Pole anymore because of global warming and all that sort of stuff. They sort of had to move a little bit further south. Right. Global Um, warming, yeah. Global warming has displaced Santa's workshop. I like it. Okay. I mean, the Arctic Arctic Shelf or whatever it is, like, it's just- Oh, um, yeah. No, it's- Yeah. Those those elves were precariously up on on that shelf. Uh, So, they they moved further south. Um, I'm thinking into, like, Norway or something like that. And it turns out, like, there's- um, as they're foraging in the woods or whatever, they find, and it's kind of unlikely for it to be here, but it, it's a hyena, um, and it's and it's been da- it's been hurt. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So, oh, all right, all right. So it's it's literally they bring it in, and it. I think it's a young hyena. Has it escaped from a zoo or something? Because that's definitely not uh, like their habitat. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking um, escape from a zoo. It it it's been. You know, sort of hurt. It's it's quite young. Got caught in a bear trap or something like that. So yeah, is I'm this thinking- a game about you teaching this hyena to become one, like one of the crew that pulls the Santa, pulls Santa's sleigh? Not pull Santa's sleigh, but maybe one of the crew that loads Santa's sleigh. Because I think <laughs> okay, why is a hyena better for loading than pulling? Because the sleigh itself is too big, and it's not a reindeer. I mean- I know, but uh, it's, an, it's an animal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then if if we're going to do that, then um, for some reason they've 
they've decided to try and hide the fact that it's hyena by putting reindeer <laughs> antlers on it. <laughs> just try to substitute it in there for fucking prancer or something. You come in one day and the hyena's eating prancer and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> that's how you find it. That's what, that's how you come across it. Yeah. Oh no! Then I, I think I think it's that you've been you've been looking after it for a while and in secret, and then you know you're sort of like, oh shit, uh, I can't get found out for this. Okay, just take the rip the antlers off a prancer and chuck it on the hyena, <laughs> <laughs> and so, sort of tell it off right. and say, don't eat that again. Like I'll. But now you've got a now you've got a reindeer to replace. Yeah, okay, and I think um, it sort of turns into. Can I into- take this into? Yep. Uh, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull it. I, I'm, I like that idea, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're just gonna end up on a weird sort of like, uh, not, not weird, but like on a narrative thing, and I'm not sure where the gameplay is gonna come from. But I just had the idea, and again, this often isn't your cup of tea, but I love the idea of a building slash management game where you're running one of Sanders' workshops. So the um, like having to place down all you like. So the first game today, you said it would be boring to have a management game, and now you're going, oh yeah, let's do a management game. Well, that's that was diff- <laughs> that was for. I don't want to manage a fucking trade show for napkins, but if, if I can hire on elves to make Santa's toys, then that's fun. What I'm saying is that some of the event, like Santa's Santa's workshop, can't be just. Like he can't just have one. There's too many. There's too many toys to make, right? So he mm-hmm. actually has locations all around the world. Okay, and so, so you get to like build up these different. You're in like a satellite location of Santa's workshop. They're the first fucking set, like African. You know. Uh, okay, war- please tell me. One of the ones you have to do is in Africa, and hyenas are a threat. And also, you can train them to become like guard dogs. Yeah, slash. or like pull sleighs and stuff. Okay, so are there districts? So within each country, because, you know, there's- It turns out that it is actually feasibly impossible, or it's it's not feasible for, for Santa to go around the, the planet and, and deliver yeah. all the all the gifts. Of so course. There's like two billion kids in the world. Each country slash state, depending on how many how many people in the country, like- it's sort of d- divided up into districts, and this happens to be an African one, you're saying. Yeah. Well, at least just- That's where Hyena comes in, is that when you're when you are working on the African- Because I think you get, like, you can choose different locations. You know, like those management games work. It's like, all right, this time we're putting you in charge of the Santa's African workshop. Um, here the DLC for, later on being the Australian for, one with Kangaroo yeah. Jack. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and yeah, so, like, one of the, the random events that can happen, oh, a hyena's eaten one of your reindeer. Because <laughs> I think, I, I wondered, there, and, and part of, part of the reason I like this is we can, we can kind of dig into the logistics of how Santa could work in this situation. Are there regional Santas as well? Like, does Oh, each, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so each, each district has their own set of, of, well, maybe, well, and maybe that's part of it too. Maybe it's only reindeer for the, you know, parts of the world where that's appropriate. So maybe in Africa it is fucking hyenas that you have to, and because I'm just thinking, right, you've got a year basically. Um, and, and that's what's going to make this a bit different than other management games because those are often like, oh, you need profit and loss and you need to be making money. No, this is just about you've got until December 25th to have everything in place. Okay. Set amount, like a quota of toys made. You you need some sort of vehicle, some sort of uh, animals trained up to pull it. Yeah, and 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 that and, you know you so you, it's it's how you go about that throughout that year. Okay, so what I'm thinking is let's change something that happens that you know Santa doesn't just make toys; he also goes around and does like mass lots of shopping. Because you know <laughs> okay. a lot of Santa stuff is brand name stuff. You know yeah. he doesn't yeah, yeah, he course. doesn't make you know a, a Nerf super an sucker. Xbox. Yeah. He doesn't make an Xbox. He doesn't make a PlayStation. So okay. I think 
some of the value that he has to go out has to, you know, maybe maybe do some um, jobs to to get um, extra money to be able to afford all these all these playstations and stuff. That so there's you know some sort of charitable things that he's he's got to go out and and try and get funds for. If you know what I mean. All right. So during the year, you're saying Santa is some sort of like entrepreneur. Yeah. Somehow getting fund funding while still for- making things. Like, as well. Well, like his elves are making things, yeah. right? Like Santa himself doesn't make them. So he's employing. You're playing. You're playing the or the manager of the workshop, whether that's the the the, the district Santa or not. And but you can set like you can send like Santa can go out and and sort of go on missions throughout the year that will bring in grants and bring in funds and to and and then you just have to like order stuff online. <laughs> um. So I think the leader of the um of the manager uh, the manager of the workshop is actually called the SC, the store coordinator. Um, okay. He's also happens to be the Santa Claus, but they just call him SC for for short sure. sort of thing. Yeah. So it's it's more around you know you're the coordinator for this this place. All right. So because I'm trying to think, I'm trying to make it not boring. Hmm. So I think it's along the lines of okay, based on the demographics of this area, you're going to need like you know this many toys for um, at least thirty five percent of them handmade toys. You know seventy, yes, sixty two percent bought toys. Uh, or ordered from from around the world, and uh, at least f- you know three percent is coal. They're just getting coal, so you need to okay. somehow maybe you have to mine the coal <laughs> um, <laughs> or so- invest in fucking. I wonder, do you ha- can you make the choice of like, well, we're going towards renewables. We can't give coal. You get a solar panel because <laughs> um, you've okay, been so this year. There is one hundred percent on the wall, like a. A counter of how many Christians there are in your country, and because <laughs> it's, it's only Christians, are we going the full yeah. on like? But yeah. Santa Claus isn't a Christ, isn't a Christian thing. No, but I mean, um, and, I, and I know that it's also yeah. like it's a very like white first world. Like, not every country has it either. But I think yeah. I figured we're kind of going down. Well, I was the going. Idea of- I was going down down the idea that um, there's actually missionaries in place who are trying to convert these people in the area to- Well, to okay. Let's cr- not say Christians there. Can we just make it like believers in Santa? Okay. Yep. And yes, you can send out like elves on a mission. Clausians. <laughs> <laughs> Saint Nicologists. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Saint Nicholas Church. <laughs> Church, of, Church of Saint Nicology. Um <laughs> I just I just love the idea that, you know, you've got to send out the missionaries to the different different areas and, and try to get them to convert them to Santa Claus. Uh I mean there's some problematic stuff there, especially if you're like starting in Africa and like sending out missions to missionaries to convert people. Um, I think we'll move on. Anyway, I like that. I, I do like that idea. I feel like there's some fun stuff you could do with like even just the management of your elves and, and who's building what and tra- yeah, training up your reindeer or your hyenas or your kangaroos or whatever based on your region and stuff. Anyway. Oh, you, you know what it is? Hmm. Rather than it being a missionary, basically you're. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what what the what that hamper place was called. Where basically, you know, you you spent money to to buy a hamper, and then it and then it arrived on Christmas. Well, that's actually how Santa works in this world. That you you spend money to um to basically get like Christmas presents. Well, I think no, I think. I think I want to- I like the idea of belief or something like that. Or maybe it's like Christmas spirit. Maybe your resource is Christmas spirit. Okay. Right? And so, you're not necessarily converting people, but the better you do in a year, the more Christmas spirit you have to spend next year because you've improved people's spirit based on your performance. 
Yeah, uh, and, and, if it was shit present, be- then um, the belief has sort of gone down. So make sure. Well, that yeah, you- but it's, it's sort of making the most with what you've got. And so you pay <laughs> elves. Elves are happy to be paid in Christmas spirit. That's their currency. You utilize Christmas spirit to like put magic into the fucking hyenas, um, so they can pull <laughs> SC's vehicle, whatever it needs to be. Again, for the for the you know local environment. But yeah, you can also send SC out during the year on, like you said. But that's a, it's a, it's a spreading of Christmas spirit. It like raises, generally raises the Christmas spirit in the area. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you kind of have to pick and choose. And maybe they could be even be little events where you get to like make decisions or something to 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 maximize your Christmas spirit. And you can make the wrong decision; it could go down. Like this sort of random event style things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Three to one click. Yeah. Gingerbread. Prohibition. Hey, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Is this is this like in in you know the the sort of world of Christmas and gingerbread is a prohibited substance? Or- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Because I was the other route was that. This is like the world of gingerbread and something in that world is prohibited. And it's like a 1920s style um, thing there. But Underground okay. railroad sort of thing. Um, speakeasies with like gingerbread houses. and. <laughs> well, this is, yeah, this is the thing. So, are we going a sort of 20, like, is this the the 20s period of Christmas land, Christmas world? Yep. Yep. 100%. Okay. 1920s, it's, um, you know, the, well, the uh, World I mean, War has just finished and- Well, 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 well. Before, we, before we, like, dig it deep into actual history, I think, can we, can we just take the Prohibition stuff? Maybe this is actually, like, the 2020s and they mm-hmm. just decided that gingerbread, like, the, the gingerbread use is too high- and they're bringing in prohibition of gingerbread. So, so that we're not necessarily getting mixed up in in all the real world stuff. Can we just say that the the war has just ended? So, you sort of think that it's the 1920s, but then, you know, you find out that it's actually a nuclear war that's it's just finished. And- <laughs> well, it's the war on Christmas, right? <laughs> or the war on terror. Which side? We won the war on Christmas. Christmas won. This is the end of the war on Christmas and Christmas one. They've actually- You find out at the end they wiped out all humans. <laughs> Just elves left. Yeah. <laughs> and they're allergic to ginger, hence why the prohibition. <laughs> they're not allergic, it just gets them hammered. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, I'm, just, I'm just picturing almost like a, a schoolyard prohibition sort of thing. Okay, so it's actually at a school? Yeah. So we're not talking Christmas land. We're just talking, or are these, or, or, are these, or it's, is it a, an elf school? Whether is it's this an the elf school, school or- where they learn to be like, we could dig into that. Like, what ha- what do elf kids do? Like, not all do all elves go to work for Santa Claus, or is it more like Santa Claus is just the big job creator, but there are other things that elves can do? Oh yeah, I, and- I think that's the way it is. That um, only the best and brightest get chosen for Santa. For the multitude well, of different centers well, over either, the world. Either that or it's the other way where you're just expected. Like, elves are just expected to go work for Santa. But actually, it's not like a great job. It's, it's you know, you you get, you make you make it comfortable enough living, but it's pretty tedious work. And, you know, it's hard to get promoted up. And mostly it's just they need lots and lots of elves working on stuff mm-hmm. as the population grows. And so, maybe your character is like, well, I don't. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do something better. Like, do we even need a Santa? <laughs> like, yes. it's like tearing the shit down. <laughs> but yes, it starts in like perhaps a high school setting, elf high school and- Boarding school. Ginger- Boarding school. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And gingerbread is prohibited because it, yeah, it like, it gives them a high. It gets them drunk. Yeah. Ginger- gingerbread men and whatever. It's like the combination of molasses and ginger that does it. Yeah. Okay. So, let let me ask you about Santa. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Is Santa an elf as well? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I don't know. Because if he's not He looks a, a fucking, fucking long alien time. or something. <laughs> um <laughs> I I think is Santa Santa is a deformed elf. <laughs> like he's <laughs> But he just looks like a human. Yeah, but um, that's because he actually shaved he down his scientist? pointy- He shaved down his pointy ears and, you know, uh, put lifts in his boots. He just looks tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, he's just been living this life for centuries. Yeah. I mean, um, it's and it's the reason why he can actually talk to elves, because he's actually, you know, part elf. Right. Okay, so- Ooh, okay. Do we do we also because I'm just thinking. So the like- reason the reason why they all think that um gingerbread is actually poisonous to them. Or, you know, get some hammered or whatever, is because okay. it's a rumor that Santa actually put out there many, many years ago. Cause it turns out that he only likes the taste of elves when um when they haven't been tainted by ginger. Like oh my ginger. God. So he's eating them? He's eating them, yes. He's actually a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh but, but what I what I yeah. like about this is the is the fact that, you know, every every couple of days or so Santa comes back and picks out another couple of the um of the best the best elves to, to come along and then you know, he'll he'll come back and go, oh, they they failed out and they they couldn't hack, you know, how good it was in the workshop. And while you've got the whole, you've got everything else that's going on with the, um, the idea of um, not being able to have ginger and you keep on having flashbacks to when your mum was, um, you know, when you were growing up and you always had gingerbread and it's like, well, it never affected me in this way that they're saying that it affects elves. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right. Maybe All because right. maybe because you didn't you didn't know that you were elf, an elf the whole time. You were um, found by like uh, actual humans, and then you got um, sent to the world later on, kind of like a Harry Potter esque thing. <laughs> this is getting this is getting really compli- complex. Uh, okay, so but I'm liking the idea that you know you're you're now trying to bring um, gingerbread yeah, yeah, yeah. back into it. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's just sort of it's part of the conspiracy is the gingerbread thing. Yeah. So let's let's just break it down the story the story wise. So the it's this is Elf Town. Mm-hmm. Most like the vast majority of elves go to work for Santa, presumably because he just is making so many toys and needs them. But actually, it's because he has a taste for elves. Yep. And needs to make sure he's got a good supply. So mm. I'm thinking. Within this, like within these factories, within this sort of elf culture, within within Santa's workshops, they just think like that. There's some like higher level of promotion or something. Like elves get yep. promoted up, and they never get seen again. And they never get seen again. But it's like you know they go in so happy. They've gone up to. They've gone up to like I like that it's actually like this big corporate building with all these levels of of elves making toys and constructing things and. <laughs> fucking, they seriously, like, they have high tech, like, silicon chip labs and stuff. Like, they are actually making Xboxes and stuff here uh, in this, in this vertical's yeah. world. And so it's like, oh, they got promote, they got, they going up to level, you know, 56. Um, <laughs> what they didn't so- know is that that's the kill floor. <laughs> yeah, it's the kill floor. It's his, it's his fucking dining room, um, where he just tears into them. So, all right. I'm picturing- I'm sort of picturing a third-person adventure-ish. Even an action- Like, I mean, they could be combated. You could end up having to just, like, fight your way through these floors using Christmas magic. Yep. Elf magic. You know, the first- The prologue is- is, uh, is, like, maybe you've just started work here. So, we obviously, we'd skip the high school thing. Mm-hmm. You've, you've started work- at. But there's, but there's, while you're here in this in this place, there's a prohibition on all ginger products, because yeah, you know it it reduces productivity and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, there are claims about yeah, there there are claims um, about it. you got like posters up on the wall. But I do I do like the idea that it's because Santa's actually you know doesn't like the taste of elves. He's just allergic if to ginger or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> what what kicks off your kind of rebellion then? Um, as this elf to then start battling so your way. Your mum sends you gingerbread cookies, and they get they get like uh, found out, confiscated, and um, like burned in the fire in front of you. Okay, and you're and, just um, like my mum made that gingerbread. But literally, you, you open all. it up. You open up the box, and there's like this this picture of your mum and this note and all this sort of stuff. So you know, it's a really loving. Uh, sort right. of thing, and they throw the whole thing in, and it turns out like this: this box has been in your in your family for generations, and you know it was the only thing that you had left of your of your grandfather. And but wouldn't you just quit? Like, is it, what what's what's the impetus for like fighting your way through fifty floors of Santa's workshop <laughs> to get to the fucking dining room? Like, maybe it's more that. Okay, he's thrown he's thrown like all the gingerbread cookies into the into the um into the fire and confiscated the box. There you go. So all right, you but, need uh, to get I'm, the box back. I wonder if like I wonder if there's because I think there needs to be something more personal here as well. So like perhaps you've got a friend or a romance like a potential romance or something in you know uh, who works here as well, and then they get like promoted to up to four fifty seven. Yep. And so now you start like snooping. Yep. And maybe that's maybe that's the point when, like, yeah, I, I think this gingerbread being found and incinerated is maybe the turning point then. But you've already got okay your so suspicions, and you've already sort of- some of the suspicions come from the fact that. You actually shared your gingerbread with this person. So, therefore, you actually find their body, like, tossed in the trash sort of thing. Oh, because Santa couldn't eat them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Big, big bite taken out of them. <laughs> and you find a big, long, <laughs> like, curly, curly white hair. <laughs> 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 well, I think I think maybe the fact that <laughs> I think maybe the fact that it's Santa Claus doesn't come out right away. You're like something's up here. Like, what are they feeding these elves to? Like, is it the reindeers? Like, what's going on? And so, part of that happens as you as you go up. So, I feel like there's yep. there's it's not just. I think there's definitely some stealth stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just imagining sneaking through like um there's a there's a floor dedicated to the reindeers because you know they um they obviously just have it all in this corporate building. But you get there and it's like this huge barn sort of level. And yeah. I- I'm picturing that Rudolph is is like one of the guards just walking down and just shining a light everywhere with his bright red nose. Right, <laughs> yes. And how creepy that would actually be, and you just hear this. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> kind of like uh, sort of alien isolation in the way. Yeah, of- I can definitely see some like tense, tense stealth moments. Yeah, and then yeah, and then there's just some pure like you've got your fucking candy cane minigun or something. <laughs> you just take out a whole floor through a full of elves. Um, who are complicit. These are the elves who are, like, in the higher floors. They know what's up. They're, they're, they're helping the cannibalism of their own species, so fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then you have the big showdown. You, you get You get to that room and you just- You see that Santa has, like, shed his jolly disguise and he's just this fucking, like, being with- the huge toothy mouth, mm-hmm. like he's an alien or something. <laughs> Bring oh yeah, he just he his mouth just elongates and elongates and elongates as he like tries to take a big bite out of um out of like a handful of elves or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you walk. <laughs> you finally like walk. <laughs> you finally walk into this room and you just like you watch Santa come in. And then just shed his skin and fucking, you know, full-on teeth coming out of everywhere. The second that you said shed his skin, I just had the song Shedding Skin by Pantera running in my head. <laughs> that's, that's playing, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God. 
All right. Well, we've we've had Cannibal Santa. I'm not sure how we can beat that, but let's do let's do another. So we're yep. quick. Snow, genie, or genie, basically. Plural of genie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multiple genies. So yep. Genie. Uh, okay. A snow genie? Is Santa a genie in this world? Or is this something different? I think, actually, what what has happened is, like, there is a genie who has been, like, captured. Okay. By, like, I- I'm thinking- Sort of like the United Nations sort of thing. And, and okay. either the United Nations or Coca-Cola. And they've created like this myth of Santa Claus that gives all these presents to all these kids. But really what they're doing is making this this genie like produce all this all stuff right. for the kids. I do like the idea that Santa Claus is an imprisoned- Is a genie imprisoned by the Coca-Cola company. Yep. And forced to- play out that myth for marketing purposes. Yeah. That's cool. So, All right. you know, the, the whole the whole Could thing in the be- 1950s, uh, like when Santa Claus first came about, I'm picturing that there was- you can sort of show, like, 7,000 years ago, there was, like, this, uh, you know, genie who got trapped in a bottle and then um, got unearthed by, like- the CEO of- um, can, of- can this be one of those games where it's kind of like a, an Orwell or something where it's all set on your, like, computer? Okay. Yep. And you're working for, like, some government agency of maybe, like, in the, not even in the States, like, you're working for MI6 or something or whatever, MI- yep. whatever. And you're an analyst. Mm-hmm. But some, some clues come to your attention- Around Coca Cola and different things, and and basically and how something all- in the nineteen fifties all of a sudden changed, and all the kids started getting toys from this mysterious character Santa. Yes, what actually came down in Roswell, New Mexico, <laughs> was a genie's lamp. <laughs> but why did Coca Cola get it, and not the United what? States government? <laughs> because they're faster. They just, they, well, they, like, they fucking paid him off or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm just trying to think of how, of how this person would kind of even be researching it, um, in, in, in this sort of sense. Mm -hmm. And, and find out about these things that happened in the fifties. But yeah, I like the idea that you basically are uncovering through research and contacts and things going on just on your computer. And and uncovering this 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 conspiracy, this supernatural conspiracy um, about Santa and Coca Cola. So I think some of the questions that are going to be asked, uh, you know, why is this? Why is Coca Cola, you know, actually making the genie give all these free toys to all these people? You know, it just doesn't seem quite right. In you know them wanting to sell. More Coke. Well, but how much? How much Coca Cola is the Santa myth sold just from the just from the marketing rights? Yeah, <laughs> and maybe it's just that they to to for some you know some ridiculous reason they they realized we can't like we can't just make up this jolly old Christmas icon. The parents are never going to actually you know, get in on this for, for marketing reasons. We've got to actually make it happen, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's never actually going to work that maybe the parents it's just that- give the toys to the kids. <laughs> well, maybe Sorry, it's kids, even if, that- you're wa- if you're listening to this, that's not what happens. <laughs> There's just this world. <laughs> maybe it's even that, like, now in this, you know, the, the past 25 years- this genie's actually like they don't even they barely send him out anymore, right? They they send him out to the places where it's looking like you know Santa isn't 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 is losing ground or something. But they've they've successfully embedded in most families that oh like parents buy things for you know out on behalf of Santa because yeah that that was sort of their goal the whole time. So the the reason for this in the first place was just to make it into enough of a thing. That it was expected by by the kids, and then over time, kind of pull it back, 
and and sp- and then sort of spread the idea of well no it was just parents the whole time mm-hmm. but but yes yeah, like it's to get kids expecting it or something uh and so you it may be really hard to find evidence of this but i like the idea that you have to like start bugging certain houses and stuff like you're trying to catch them in the act now yep and so you're having to like bug the coca-cola officers to see where their statistics are saying that the belief in Santa Claus is too low and we need to, like, send the fucking genie over there. Oh, they don't have to send him anywhere. They just make him wish, you know, to certain places. Uh, that's, well, whatever, that's the right? creepy like- thing. Like, um, their, their whole, you know, Coca-Cola big secret is that Coca-Cola is actually genie sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, they have to work. So, okay, so- so now you're saying that, that all of this was just to to like give him something to do and and work up a sweat. <laughs> I'm gathering like, yeah, so. Yeah, as a, as a genie, you know, you have to deliver presents to all the children in the world in one night and bottle all your sweat, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just think this is the reason why no one knows the um, you know, how to get the actual taste of of coca-cola because you know it was never it was never um you know created through you know some sort of or maybe maybe it's the magic ingredient is is like genie sweat and that's what that's what well i think maybe they just have like you only need a fraction yeah you know you need like one molecule of genie sweat in every bottle or something yeah and so that's what gives it that's why they just do it once a year it like it, it it ups their supply of of the genie sweat and and that lasts them for um, for the rest of the year. Yep. But that's also why they were never able to you know trademark the the actual um, the actual Coca Cola recipe because then people would know that they've got a genie. Yeah. Well, and I think I think in this world, like genies maybe aren't all powerful, right? Like they're not. I think they're just a magical being. They're with, an endangered with- species that, um, you know, have have been put on the watch list for many years. Sure, you know. yeah. So, yeah. it's- They're magical beings that everyone knows about. Well, I mean, there's the mythology of them. Yeah, mythology of them. In the high levels of government and, like, the fucking, you know, skull and bones clubs of the world of all the billionaires. They're like, yeah, fucking genies are real. Like, Coca-Cola's got one. That's how they do it. Yeah. You know who else has got one? Google. <laughs> how else do you think their search engine became the most popular bloody thing on the planet? <laughs> Ask yeah, genies should have won. <laughs> they, they actually, like, they turned, you know, they've, they've got genie teeth in all their computer chips. <laughs> Just ground up genie teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so they've what got their genie doing a whole different thing, of. like just drinking milk constantly to make like sprout new teeth. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, there's this whole like yeah, just disgusting genie slavery slave trade amongst all the billionaires uh, in the world because that's how they keep their their companies going. Yeah, and on top. What's and so okay and then yeah you're uncovering this as and and I think it's a strictly American thing, like I think maybe genies are native to America these gene this breed of genie okay yep uh and so yeah as a as as a fucking like mi is it mi five or mi six well I guess they're two different mi six right? is is your James Bond and mi five is the um like. You know, yeah, you it was see, previously yeah, right. the oh. highest level that they they agreed that they had. Turns uh, out that MI six is actually a a level of oh, spice right. they do actually have. But is that just in James Bond? No, no, no. They actually have oh, MI six in real life. It's just I don't know. Oh, none yeah, of okay, them have license right. to kill. Foreign intelligence <laughs> service. Okay, so it probably is MI six. Yeah, because it's it's overseas intelligence. So yeah, okay. or it's so, MI seven. It's it, they're they're investigating magical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, there was an MI7, though. It's like military intelligence. MI8. MI8. <laughs> On its side, because MI uh, Infinity. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's no MI8. <laughs> yeah, okay. MI Infinity. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you've got 
you've got like high tech bugging and and cameras and stuff that you can put out. So it's not just you know text and and whatever. You've got some you, you know you've got some sort of actiony sort of stuff. Like you can maybe do a stakeout or whatever, and you've got different stuff going on um, at, at different times and, and text messaging and phone call even and stuff. Uh, but yep. yeah, it's all happening from your desk at MI Inf- Infinity. <laughs> yep. Maybe it's MIB. Is it MIB? <laughs> no, that, that, that's the that's a slightly different one for just aliens. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you, you've been you've been sort of um, asked to check into this um, this whole Christmas thing. Just doesn't quite make sense to to um, what I'm picturing is going to be. You know how MI um, MI six has like M as like their leader. Yeah, uh, this one has G as their leader. Um, okay, so G basically says says to you, you need to look into this. Something isn't right. Oh, I kind of like the idea that this is maybe a cold, a cold, almost a cold case. It's like a cursed case. Like yeah. they've had so many different agents look into this Christmas thing. It's this weird like. Like, yeah, it kind of spreads around, but it's mostly focused around the US. Like, why is the US, you know, this yep. whole Santa thing? And there's, so you've got this kind of backlog of evidence that you can, you can maybe like search through and get different stuff to pull up into your investigation. But yeah, you. Yeah. And I, th- I think it shows back in like the 19, 1950s. And it's like, if you ask any of the, these parents, they all remember having, you know, Santa coming. Yeah. Come- Coming yeah. to their their house and giving him Christmas. You've presents. got like notes on it, like math but delusion question mark. San- like Santa didn't actually the- begin until like the 1950s. So how is this possible? Like overnight, he became a thing. Yeah, and it's just a marketing statement, and it's all about this this sort of question. Yeah, what I'm but picturing I think, though, yeah, you've got all these different agents who have worked on it over the years, and you've got all their. Um, past what I'm picturing stuff. though is like. You find out about genies in this and then, you know, you find out some stuff about them and genies actually have gold eyes. I'm okay. thinking that's the only way that you can actually- Like, they look kind of human-y, but they've got gold eyes and they obviously have some sort of magic thing. Yeah. End of the game, G, you know, sort of takes out some contact lenses <laughs> and he's got the yeah. gold eyes. Okay. Because- I thought you were going that way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course you did. But I, I just like the idea that- the reason why he keeps on putting all these people on is because the Coca-Cola genie is actually his mate. As in, you know- As in, like, part- Sexual like mate. Sexual- <laughs> Partner, partner. Yeah, uh, reproductive. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. And they've been separated so, for millennia. Oh, well, separated since the 1950s when, you know- Oh, they I thought went, that might just be a- when, the, like, the resurfaced. Okay. But all right. It was- The other one was kidnapped in the 1950s. After yeah, Roswell, right. New Mexico, in the nineteen forties. <laughs> yeah, well, they're just it. going they- on a joyride. Yeah, that was a joy. That was it. They were they were like they were a whole new world in it. <laughs> <laughs> but then they got fucking. They hit something and came down through the atmosphere, and the government picked them up and didn't know what they were or what to do with them. And and then in like a you know ten years later, in a fucking government fire sale of of you know, of old shit, Coca-Cola picked it up and, and it went from there. <laughs> what I kind of love is, though, that no one also knows how long G has actually been in his position. As far as they're concerned, he's just always been there. And he's like a, like a um, you know, a legend around this place. Hmm. You know, ev- well, I every- think, you know, most people don't get to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love this idea of that's the reason why he keeps- he's actually got um, a personal stake in this, which is why he keeps on trying to send people into the um into the cold case yeah. to, to actually yeah. work on it. And yeah. the fact that your character actually can, can get some more information about it and, and that yeah, sort of well, stuff. Yeah, well, I think your character finds, like, a strong lead early on that, that's never been picked up yeah. on before. And then that kind of un- lets you unravel everything by going through all the rest of the Unravel it like a shitty Christmas sp- sweater. Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> unravels like an ugly Christmas sweater, for sure. All right, cool. That's not- I feel like that could be- Really fun, especially if at the beginning you couch it in just like nothing Christmassy at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not, and even as you get into it, it's like Coca Cola has this weird magical being, and you know, blah, blah, blah. and then yeah, like 
a, a third of the way through the game. It's like, oh my god, this is fucking Santa Claus. I'm investigating Santa Claus. It's a genie. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, I think we're done. I think mm. that's our Christmas episode in the sack. Santa's sack. <laughs> presents. Uh, Merry Christmas or happy holidays or whatever it may be to those listening. We, what do I do here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to find us online, including our last couple of Christmas episodes, I think this is probably our third one now. We'll go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. You can go there. Uh, you can search for the last episode, the, the other Christmas episodes, or just go back through the backlog. Leave us some ratings and reviews. Tell us what you think. Give us ideas. Go check out our creator profiles. There's all sorts of stuff you can do there. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasters revolving around pop culture here in Australia. Go check them out at 8bit.net. There's a bunch of other great podcasts there, and they're just great people that uh, that we really like a lot. So, Ben, do you like video games? I'm a fan. Do you like podcasts? Uh, they're okay. <laughs> Then why don't you check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network? They're a group of like-minded individuals who mostly have video game-related podcasts or cool. other gaming-related um, themes. So you can find them at at AGP Network on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And also, we'd like to thank us from Kuradust. For the use of our song, Mad Defiance, off of the album Containment Failure, You're as welcome. our opening and closing themes. That's it. So, thank you again for listening to Bitstorm this Christmas season, holiday season. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And, oh my God, is that an elf on that shelf? Kill it! <laughs> <laughs>